a special program in living color on NBC. It's the Spud Goodman Radio Show second anniversary special. Tonight, Spud relives highlights of his last two years on the air. Now, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, the world's only accordion playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's woo, Spud, Spud Goodman. Greetings, Earthlings and citizens from other planets now listening in. My name is Spud Goodman, and welcome to our two-year anniversary show. This one might be worth listening to, so if you don't like any particular guests, just hang around for a few seconds more and we'll have a clip of someone else. You can't just say no to every guest we've had on the last two years. That would be practically impossible. Uh, speaking of just saying no, or okay, maybe just being ambivalent about would be like a kinder way to describe our working relationship. I'm referring to, oh. of course, my current temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, uh, Spud, I know you're speaking in jest. Is I think we're really close friends now. Uh. I mean, what's it been? It's almost six months since I assumed this position. Yeah, right. Uh, I should also, I forgot to acknowledge our designated laugher, Gina. Glad you're with us. <laughs> All right, super. Um, you know, I have to say, though, before we get going, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that my longtime co-host, uh, Mr. Chick Hunter, had, you know, oh, had yeah. to leave the show to pursue other creative opportunities. That's the way they always describe it in showbiz, right? Well, I, I'm I, not really privy to I, those. I miss that guy. It, well, I, I think everybody does, but I'm not privy to the specifics, but I, I want to say how much I enjoy, enjoy my role here, Spud. Yeah, well, knowing your role is important for a co-host. It's no uh, coincidence that co-hosts are, are pretty much like dinosaurs on talk shows these days. <laughs> I mean, what talk show host really wants to have someone else trying to butt in on their interviews, man? Well, well I try to maintain a low profile during the show, j just like you've requested, but... I mean, I could be so much more. I, I could be offering to the show, but I'm willing to accept things as they are for the time being. Well, what does the time you being mean? You are a sad, strange little was, man. Was that like have my pity. a veiled threat of future ins insubordination? No, 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 no. Is no. that what you're talking about? No, 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 not at all. I I'm just assuming that down the road my role on this show is going to grow. I, I mean, that's only natural as radio or television shows develop the roles of staff, and they tend to grow with the program. Well, don't assume huh? anything, okay? Yeah. And that will only lead to trouble in your case. Really? I have to say, though, can I get this out, how tough it was deciding what to put in this two-year anniversary special, as we had so many great guests. Oh, yeah. I pretty much flipped a coin and choosing, you know, who to stick in this thing. I'll be honest. i got to be honest. Um, and regarding the many, many amazing bands and musicians that have performed on our show, we decided not to cut their live performances into short mini-clips, as it just wouldn't do them justice. But, Good call, yo. you know, they, they all can be found on our YouTube channel, so you can check their live performances on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Listen, I can only imagine how much pressure you were under to make the right decisions with this show. So many great and talented people, and yeah. only an hour to cram everything in. Wow. 
I hope the stress didn't add any negative impact to your emotional or physical it's health. It's just it's a freaking two-year anniversary special, not well, a, a negotiation to free the world of nuclear weapons. Well, I know. So why don't we get started here? First up is a song from a band that performed live uh, for my video podcast way back in December of 2013, Metalachi, the world's only heavy metal mariachi band. This is their treatment of Enter the Sandman, which I believe is still available to watch on our YouTube channel. Enjoy. It's time for us to take you to church to pray to La Virgen Maria. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. 
hey, this is Adam Carolla, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show, but wait a minute. What? You're not listening to Spud Goodman? You wouldn't know about that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you'll listen because I'm on and then go back to not listening. Thank you. Okay, as stated, since this is an anniversary special, we yeah. pretty much have to serve up some highlights from the first two years right now. We've got to start this thing. I, I believe that's what these shows tend to do, yes. So uh, who do you want to start off with, Spud? Well, you know, why don't we begin with a bit of my interview with the guy who's been on the show a few times. He's a veteran of Saturday Night Live, Kevin Nealon. How about oh, that? Yeah, good call, good <laughs> call. And, and after him, let's let's go with something from, like, Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. Lisa Lampanelli. Uh, Lampanelli, okay. Da- David Keckner. Oh, yeah. And how about another Saturday Come Night Live now. vet, uh, Rob Schneider? Not a bad lineup of guests. So uh, should I have the team hit play? Well, either that or I sit here and maybe recite the Gettysburg Address. Have them play the freaking clips. Right, right. Okay, hit play, guys. But when I came on Saturday Night Live, everybody was kind of uh, pretty responsible. You know, a few people had families. Um Phil Hartman was married. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Miller, I think, uh, was about to get married, and um, nobody was like a drug user, um, and nobody had like you know big alcohol problems. Huh. All right. Um, yeah. Right. Right. But you know, when Chris Farley came on, he was kind of talking. You know, he was starting to head that direction, and uh, and he, he loved Jim um, John Belushi so much. He just wanted to emulate him, which mm-hmm. he pretty much did right to the year he died. You know, and uh, I told him once. I said, you know. You know, you don't have to be doing a lot of drugs and, and right. getting wasted, you know, like John Belushi. He goes, yeah, but he, he did a lot of drugs. He was funny. I said, yeah, but you could probably be a lot funnier if you weren't doing drugs, you know? I think we're, really? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's a really tragic story, actually. A very tragic. Yeah, he was he was a real good talent and a nice guy. Yes. Uh, just kind of things got away from him, you know? Mark Maron. Well, I guess I was transferring my own personal perspective. Um, well, you're a well-known cat lover, so my question is this. Could you coexist well with a dog lover like myself, like if we were neighbors? And could we find common ground, or would it be like a, a Shia Sunni deal? Uh, it certainly wouldn't be that bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to come over and behead you because of your dog. Good or to know. Your dog. All right. Um, the, uh, the, the... The uh, no, I you know I grew up with dogs. I mean, you know, I was surrounded by dogs most of my life. My neighbor has dogs. Uh, the one on, on the uh, the one side of me, and the other guy's got a cat. I, I got no beef with dogs. I mean, even on the podcast, sometimes you can hear his dog. He makes an appearance sometimes. Right. Well, I feel I could overcome my entrenched belief system and learn to love cats. You know, under the right circumstances, like if you threw some decent barbecues or something. So, I mean, I'm open to it. So I just want to throw that out. But all right. Um, so well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, cats are not gonna. They're not that demanding. So good you point. Know, you know, they, they don't have the same expectations. Good I think point. that's one reason people have a hard time with cats is they don't really care uh, whether you care about them or not. Um, yeah, not like uh, relationships with... Lisa Lampanelli. Okay, um, this is something that I found quite interesting. Um, you did a show in Topeka, Kansas in 2011, and those lovely citizens from the Westboro Baptist Church picketed outside your performance uh, pledged to donate a thousand bucks per demonstrator. Uh, how much did you end up writing a check for? I wrote a check for $50,000 out of my own pocket because guess what? I said, you know what? These a-holes are going to come out. We'll let them see that it hurts them more than it helps them. So they got to protest, but then the Gay Men's Health Crisis, which is my chosen charity, Mm -hmm. got to get 50 grand to help people with HIV. So there you go, in your face, Westboro, and I got a nice tax write-off so everybody could suck it. All right, that's a win-win. David Keckner. You've done a lot of cool things, but have you had to do anything that sucked, like maybe a commercial for Preparation H or being a 
Chuck Norris movie? Have you done anything that's been horrible? <laughs> Why don't you check out my resume? Okay. <laughs> We've all done things and that you are make horrible. Your judge, then, then you make your judgment, because I'm not going to call anything horrible. I would hope there's redeeming value in anything you do. But sometimes you might be compelled to take a job because you need the money. I do have five kids, so oh, yes. daddy has got to earn. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been in a couple pornos I'm not proud of. Yeah. Um, Rob Schneider. Here's my last and most spectacular question. Uh, what's been yes. your most, me- most memorable moment uh, thus far in show business? That's trite, I realize. Um... Probably seeing Neil Young sing right in front of me uh, wow. on Saturday Night Very Live. Cool. And I'm running around trying to get into my next costume. And then I had to just stop and I said, I don't care. I'm just going to stop and listen to Neil Young sing Harvest Moon. And it was, uh, you know, that was really amazing. And, you know, also seeing Annie Lennox sing right in front of me, having Paul McCartney <laughs> sing about eight songs for me and Adam Sandler just on the piano. Damn. Just there and it just like that was like spectacular. I'll always have that memory. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show second anniversary special. Spud. What? Uh, your mom's calling in again tonight. Should we take it now? Uh, yeah, because she's going to keep calling and tie up the one phone yeah. line that we have. Put her on. Bud, you didn't tell me you were doing your two-year anniversary special tonight. I know, I know, Mom. I should be there in the studio with the baby I almost died giving birth to, supporting you on this milestone. No, there's no need. There's no need, Mom. You know, I did a hell of a lot of years on cable TV. This is just a a little two-year thing on the radio now. It's no big deal. Nonsense. Not every Tom, Dick, and Harry have lasted two years on the radio. I sort of worked up a song to commemorate this gala Uh, occasion. It goes like this. It's a lovely day today. (laughs) So whatever you gotta do, I'd be happy to be doing it with you. But if you've got something that must be done, and it can only be done by one, there's nothing Uh, more. They're saying we need to cut her off. Jeez, I don't know. She's going to really piss her off. But you know, I'm sure she has like five or six more songs to run to. So yeah, maybe she won't even notice it. There is sunshine. I guess I got to do it, don't I? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Greeting people. Give her the hook. Okay. Feeling of spring in the For a genuine musical treat. Tune in to the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Uh, Please welcome our musical guest, Hell Mary. May I call you uh, Ms. Hell or just Mary? Uh, Whatever you prefer. All right, super. Um, Hey, could I ask you a personal question? Uh, What's your uh, favorite uh, breakfast cereal? I, myself, am kind of polyamorous. I enjoy Captain Crunch, Frosted Flakes, and Rice Krispies uh, together at the same time. That's that's freaky. How about you? I'm going to go with Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops? Yeah. Well, that's a bold choice. All right, super. Well, um, can I ask you if you uh, do believe in hell? That's my question. I was wondering when I sat down thinking about this. Because I know a lot of people do believe in heaven, but I never understood why that meant that there had to be a hell, too. I mean, maybe not making it to heaven is hell itself. Uh, like not getting to go to a concert that's sold out. That can suck big time if it's a killer show. Or, or maybe not, you know, maybe it might even be more disappointing not getting to see that buttload of inexperienced sexual partners, too. <laughs> that you, you just never end up getting. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do, do you believe in a hell? 
I think some of us create a hell for ourselves here. Ooh, that's that's pretty the deep. hell I believe in, yeah. Wow, wow. super. Wow. I like that. I'm writing that down, actually. Um, now, you're releasing a new record, Worship Games, uh, and you're soon starting your tour to support it. I must say it's very good. I've heard a couple cuts off of it. Um, what are the long-term goals of the band? Ooh, I don't know, just to make music and have fun doing it. All right, yeah. that, 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 that sounds cool. Um, what's the name of the first song you're going to do off the record? Uh, the first song is actually not off the record. It's oh. called Fire and Hell. The Ooh, other, this is, other song this is very exclusive. All right, something. Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right. I can't survive like this. It's wasting me away, and I got all this time. These things I want to say, but here they're lost. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, should I have him play the second group of interview highlights now? A splendid idea. Okay, and, and who is uh, this one we're going to start off with? Well, I was thinking, how about Fran Drescher? You know, mm. we kind of hit it off, I think. Really? Ever since I saw her in Spinal Tap many years ago, oh, I, yeah. I sort of had this thing for her. Her voice just does something to me. And don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Okay, after Fran, who do we have? 
Um, let's 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 try my interview with Gilbert Gottfried oh, and yeah. then Judah Friedlander and finish up with Congressman Jim McDermott. Uh, you know, I don't think the congressman knew what to make of you, Spud. He was fine when I told him I'd put like one of his yard signs up in front of my apartment. Hmm. We actually email each other occasionally. He's a cool dude. Someone play the clip, please. Let me move on to uh, the other film that has meant so much to so many, and specifically me. It's quite possibly the most important American movie ever made, Spinal Tap. In your role as Bobby Fleckman, did you sense on that set that this film would ultimately re, you know, remain just as cool a century from now? Because it, it's going to be. With the writing and the performances, it should have swept the 1984 Academy Awards, and it was a travesty. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny because I just had dinner last night with Rob Reiner. Oh. I can't say that when I was doing it, I knew that it was going to be as magical and well done as it came. And I must say, they had like over nine hours of footage. But Rob very artfully and craftfully edited it down to a 90-minute film that became a cult classic to this day. I am always stopped by major rock stars Heck yes. who say, we worship you, we watch that movie on the road, you're never going to see a music bus that doesn't have that DVD on the bus to watch, and it still holds up, and I feel, you know, really blessed to have been a part of it. I mean, it will be just as vital centuries from now. That's just my opinion. Gilbert Gottfried. So another part of your legendary status has been your well-documented supposed frugality. I mean, some of your fellow comics have described you as the cheapest comic on the face of the earth. Any truth to this? Um, uh, no, not at all. I'm, I'm very, very generous. And, okay. Um, I'm not getting charged for this call, am I? No, no, it's, it's on our dime. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't actually go into fast food places and grab like a month's supply of free ketchup packs, do you? Uh, no, I grab two months. Okay, there you uh, go. One month, uh, it wouldn't be worth the trip. Well, okay, all right, super. Judah Friedlander. I didn't really broach the subject with our previous guest, Thomas Lennon, because uh, I didn't want to freak him out, but you... Uh, are the most knowledgeable guests we could have on this topic. So I need to give you a heads up that this broadcast is being relayed to distant galaxies uh, via some guy's super ham radio. I guess it has like 800,000 watts and says the signal can go billions of miles into space. That's pretty cool, huh? I think that's great. No, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a fan of ham radios. That's sort of the internet before there was the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Well, is there anything you, Judah, right off the bat, I want to say to beings on other planets, or, or may, you know, maybe they're traveling on a spacecraft and are listening on their own kind of tune-in. Can you drop some Earthling wisdom on them? Uh, not really. You know, I, I've been to outer space a lot, uh -huh. and uh, it, it's fine. It's a little boring. It's quiet. You know, you can get a lot of work done yep. if you need to do studying or anything like that, or if you just want to read. But uh, not a whole lot going on out there. All right. Well, if, if anyone... Jupiter's good. Jupiter? Jupiter's Let me good. write that down. I'm going to write that uh, down. Jupiter. For physical training, because their gravitational pull is so strong. I did so not know that. work on your vertical jump, you know, go to Jupiter. Train there, dude. 
Wow, yeah. I'm writing that down. Um, well, if anyone does get back to us, like gives us, gives us any kind of Congressman feedback. Jim McDermott. Okay, well, hey, my mom and Cody Foster, who, who are in the studio with me right now, wanted me to ask you a question about the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, as some call it. You know, they wanted to know if the death panels already have their names on a list right now. Who the heck is in charge of these death panels, Congressman? I mean, whoever they must have a lot of power. <clears throat> well, your mother, unfortunately, has been subjected to one of the most uh, intense propaganda campaigns against the president's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no death panels. There never were any death panels. I told what her that. What we put in was some money into the bill when we passed it yes. so that your doctor could, could be paid for the time he spent talking with people about what, they, what their final wishes are. Now, all of us know we're going to die someday. As Woody Allen said, nobody gets out of this alive. Really? This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show Second Anniversary Special. The Spud Goodman Second Anniversary Special will return in just a moment. Spud Goodman, let me, let me in tears. For drinking my beers He takes the spatula And puts it in the pan And while he does that I just don't understand He grabs some pencil For quick relief His indigestion is beyond belief Smart good man Smart good man Smart good man show We now return to the Spud Goodman Radio Show Second Anniversary Special. Uh, say, Spud. What? Uh, now being told your Uncle Steve and his little ventriloquist dummy Jerry are on the line holding. All right, I'll make it quick. <laughs> uh, Spud, Jerry here would like to have a word with you. He's, he is very pissed off right now. I don't have time to try and talk down the dummy, Uncle Steve. Well, I'll let him speak for himself. I can't reason with him. Here he is. Spud, you know there are professionals out there who might be able to help your uncle. I know. So, Mr. Radio Big Shot Spud Goodman, you do a special anniversary show and your blood relatives are not included? Listen, I'm not going to pretend that you're real. I'm not going to converse with you this time. Sorry, i got to move on. Really? Well, what if I call the authorities and say you are actually a former Nazi war criminal? Uh-huh. They'll have your studio surrounded in 15 minutes. Well, well, first of all, I'm not old enough to be a Nazi war criminal. And secondly, by doing this, your buddy, my Uncle Steve, would probably go to prison for calling in a false report. Well, well then, how about I hold my breath until I faint? I could hit my head and it would be your fault. You could be charged with reckless endangerment. Hey, just take a deep breath, as I have to go now. Bye. So... Uh, we all have a family member or two that are mm, high-maintenance, huh, Spud? I guess. <laughs> uh, Spud, as far as anniversary specials go, this thing's pretty darn good so far, don't you think? Is the game over now? Well, no, it's not. No. It's still like halftime, so no coach ever declares victory when there's still a lot of game left to play. Oh, right, right. I, I might have gotten a little ahead of myself, but yeah, just between you and you I, I think it's going really well. Well, I don't know about that right now, but the one thing about anniversary shows... 
that is kind of worrying me right now. It's pissing off all the guests that you, you know, left out. And, oh. I, and I, I did omit Carrot Top, okay? I hope he's not listening right now because he was a really nice guy, but I just ran out of time. I just couldn't get him in this thing. Maybe next year, I guess. Well, that is messed up, yo. I'm sure Carrot Top will understand. He's pretty busy doing his nightly show at the Luxor in Las Vegas, so I doubt he's listening yeah, tonight. Yeah, but Carrot Top has people, a lot of people. You know, I bet one of them is monitoring this show right now to see if we hosed him. He, he told me I could get comped anytime I drop by the Luxor. Oh, wow. I, mean, I, I guess that's out now. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I should have bumped Jeff Ross and put in Carrot Top segment instead. Oh, but huh? you, you love Jeff Ross. He, he's the king of the roasters, so you couldn't have cut him out. Listen, maybe you should have dropped. No, don't one. even think of second-guessing my decision of who to include in this thing. On second thought, yeah. Look, we're going with Carrot Top. Americans in the next segment. love a winner. Yep, because uh, a couple free nights to Luxor and maybe a free mini bar. Mm -hmm. Man, we got to stick him in this special. Right, right. Okay. Now listen, please don't take offense, but I was not second guessing your decisions. I I'm sure every single decision you made was absolutely yeah. uh, just a correct one all the way. Yes, sir. No doubt all right. about it. It's good to see you're Gerald. you're on board with everything. See? Now keep that attitude going, and I might let you someday personally speak to a guest. Really? No promises. But it's within the realm of possibility if you handle yourself correctly. Well, that would be so neat, Spud. Uh, could I pick the guest I get to ask a question Hell of? Hell no. Well, don't think, you know, I'm going to let you cut in with any of our A-level guests. You know, I'm talking about maybe some unknowns just starting out in showbiz. You know, occasionally, occasionally we book that type of guest. And yeah. if it's not someone who could possibly blow up and someday be on the cover of Us or People, you know, I'll consider it. I just need to pick the right unknown. Well, whoever you select for me to ask a question of, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. You will hear no complaints from All me, right, sir. All right, good. Well, now we need to get back to more highlights from the last two years of this damn show. Oh, yeah, right. I'm on it. Uh, so listen, this next group of interviews starts off with another ex-Saturday Night Live cast member, Colin Quinn. Right. And after Colin, we have George Lopez, then a current Saturday Night Live cast member, Vanessa Bear, and then I believe Richard Lewis is up, and following him... Yeah, we made time for Carrot Top, and then last but not least is Tom Arnold. Good to see you can read the list I gave you, Super. Well, you did an amazing job there. But I, I have add, to admit, I top, I've so. forgotten how some of these went because it's been a while. So I hope they use the parts where guests aren't, like, yelling at me or anything. Well, you know, most guests don't yell at you. I mean, sure, they annoy you some of the time, but... No, I annoyed them. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, They the, don't annoy me. For the most part, I mean, I, seems, I know I annoy they them. tolerate you. How about that? Yeah, that's better. Uh, now, what was it like uh, to interview all those celebrities in person with your old cable TV show over the years? Well, you know, there were a few that sort of took an unexpected turn, but in those days... Um, I was a little more full of myself, as they say, I mm, guess. Mm -hmm. But with this, you know, little radio show now, I've I've kind of been humbled a bit. Um, can you sense I'm trying to be more likable now? How am I doing? Uh, well, do, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we we'll just roll the clips? Ready? All right. Sorry about that, Colin. Okay. Um, well, last question, Colin. As the thinking man's comedian, do you ever kick back and watch dumb stuff like the rest of us? I mean, you're really, really smart, and that must be draining. Maybe you should watch like a few hours of cat videos on Facebook to unwind when things get heavy. <laughs> well, cat videos are funny. I mean, I, I, cat videos are funny. I mean, I do like cat videos, I have to admit. You know, because they're funny. Well, yeah. Cats are, you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, I like those. But I mean, a lot of times people will sell me to send me videos that they think are funny, and I'll be like, "That's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's corny. It stinks." So I like I like cat videos, but 
you know, sometimes I watch things, and here's what really makes me crazy. Whenever you watch like America's Funniest Home Videos, all these years it's been on, the videos are always funny, right? Most of them are funny. Some of them are cruel, but most of them are funny. But then, why do you have to put stupid sound effects and voiceovers over it? Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's already funny. You ruin, they ruin it. They overproduce. That, that, that has crossed my mind. They overproduce. Thank you for that. Yeah. Me too. It's just so infuriating. Well, so that's what I hate the most. I know I'm a big fan of yours, and I just didn't want you to get burned. George Lopez. I mean, the thing, I guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive, maybe within the industry, I mean, you, you don't exactly uh, bite your tongue, and that, I mean, a lot of people just you know kiss ass and just and and don't say anything. But you know, you you had your own show, and you obviously chose to go another route. I heard, I'd heard Leno was a little pissed that you had called him out about that, but. You know, I would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers. Well, you know, I had no negative feedback. Listen, Jay Leno is his own person. If he's upset, I wouldn't. Listen, if somebody talked about me like that, I'd be upset, to be honest. So, uh, you know, I haven't received a call from him. If he calls, we'll talk. If he doesn't, we won't talk. But uh, I, I don't, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no... There's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and, and I don't like him. I think that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Vanessa Bayer. That's another topic. I'll move on here. Um, when Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> does, you know, like its 75th year reunion show in 2050, will you plan to be there, or, or will it be kind of like the high school reunion thing where it might be just too darn stressful worrying about what you should wear and stuff like that so you just skip it? Well, you know, I think I think I would, I would want to be there just because... Um, you know, it was so fun getting to see everyone at the 40th, but, um, hopefully by that point I'd have like, um, like a stylist who maybe would like, you know, figure out my outfit for me. Uh, and then I wouldn't, you know, think about it that much. There you go. That would, that'd be, that'd take care of that stress. I like that idea. Okay. Last question. Um, Vanessa, what's been your most memorable moment as a member of the human race? Richard Lewis. Did you really meet Larry David at summer camp when you were 13? Worse worse than that. We were in the same hospital room. Did you get get tossed in the hole or something? Because you do what I terrorize the counselors. You tried to strangle me with my mother's, with the umbilical cord, this jerk, okay? Whoa. I was was born early. It was a preemie. Yes. He was born three days later. So we were in the same hospital ward, and this little baby was screaming and complaining that his mother's milk wasn't good. I, I, you know, it was just, he was obnoxious when he was a year old. Like, what am I saying, a year, an hour? Carrot Top. He gave me like a hundred changes to do it, to, to my show. So, so uh, cool. Carrot Top, um, the, the Luxor has like 4,500 rooms. You know, that's pretty cool. Do all of them have like HBO and Showtime free? I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to get it. You know, okay. I, I, right. I can sure swing it for you. Okay, super. Um, hey, does the Luxor have a pool? Is, is it heated? They have a they have a pool, absolutely, uh, and you it's, you just heat it yourself. Okay, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful pool. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Super. Um, is there a hotel coffee shop open late at night if I get hungry at the Luxor? I, I think so. Yeah, we can find you one. Okay, yeah. super. Um, I'll keep that in mind too. Uh, hey, do they have mini bars in all the rooms, or just some of them? Are they most all of them have mini bars? So I can sneak I a snack. I think every. I think, 
I think every room has a mini bar. Okay, yeah. super. All right, go back. If not, home. again, if not, we'll get you one. Super. Um, hey, do they have free shampoo and conditioner in the rooms every day? Because if we stay there like four or five no. days, we're yeah, gonna have no, enough to last no. for six months. No. No. Oh shoot. No. Yeah, right. we'll get you. But no. Okay. All right. Go mini ahead. bar, mini bars. Yeah, but I don't think we have. They don't really encourage bathing at the Luxor. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, let's wrap this thing up. I got one last yeah. question. I got one last question. Do, do they have sections where there are no kids? Because I, I like to sleep in. It's tough with the little rugrats running up down the hallway screaming. You know what I mean? So, I mean, do they have like adult Yeah, sections? I don't know. I know they have the, the adult pool, which is nice. You can you can be naked. Maybe I'll just sleep there. All right. <laughs> All right. Are you going to you can stay with me? I don't have any kids. So. All right. There you go. Um, well, let's wrap this thing up. Tom Arnold. I'm checking it out this weekend because I'm a major hoop fan. Thank I'm you. on that. Um, you did two episodes of Sons of Anarchy. So are you the real deal breaker? Do you ride much with Arnold still or at all? Or I, I did uh, four episodes. I four. think I, it was Excuse over two years. Okay. Uh, yeah, we ride bikes. We uh, I always have road ridden motorcycles. We ride uh, uh, when we can down PCH out here, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I love being. I love riding motorcycles with with Arnold or whoever because. You know, it's a time when you really have to hyper-focus on what you're doing, and you can't really think about other stuff, and you got the wind hitting you, and it's uh, it's something that uh, takes me out of my head. Again, anything that takes me out of my head is good, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, that yeah, Arnold, I like it. Arnold kind of strikes me as the kind of guy who would, like, peel out and leave you in the dust. I bet he has, like, a state-of-the-art Harley with nitro fuel injection or something where he could do, like, 250 or something. Well, he does have a bunch of incredibly nice weird yes. stuff but but and he will leave you if, if you go if you break his schedule you know he's on schedule he'll leave you his plane will take off and leave you I've, I've learned that lesson but you know he's a great guy we really really appreciate you checking in with us thank you this is the spud goodman radio show second anniversary special Sorry to bother you. What? Yeah, Accordion Joe wants to talk to you. He says it's important. More important than me salvaging the special? Tell him we can't take the call. We don't have time. Well, we already told him that, but he says if you don't talk to him on the air, he'll just keep calling and block our incoming calls. It, boy, having just one phone line is a problem. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. All right, he has like 30 seconds. Uh, hello, Joe? Are you there? Are you on the line? Hell yes, I am. Hey, man, listen, this is your second year anniversary show, and I'm the orchestra, and I am not invited to play live in the studio. What in the hell is wrong with this picture? This is a bunch of craps, bud. Look, we play you on tape before each show. You're still a big part of the program, but technology's changed the game. I've already told you many times that a recorded version of you is even better than you being here live. Do you know how much money we've saved on bagels and fresh fruit? Because you eat like a horse, man. All those years in the studio, you cleaned out the, all the food we laid out within like two minutes. Hey, listen, dude. I don't eat that much. And besides, I could stuff myself before coming to the studio. I mean, hey, listen. I just want to play live like the old days on the cable TV shows, bud. Hey, uh, Spud, I, I told you I know a place that sells two-week-old bagels. They're they're like a nickel a piece. Really? Well, as for the fruit plate for the staff, that's pretty expensive. Yeah, I know. Well, why, how about you put out a big bag of Skittles from Costco? That's not bad. I'll think about it. Hey, uh, Joe, I, maybe once every few months you can come into the studio, okay? I, I, I'm open to that. But I'm running behind here. I'll, I'll let you know, okay? Uh, well, okay, great. Hey, listen, um, I'll call you home later tonight. Um, well. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, I, I could play this song. I, I've been working on it for a long time. I, I want you to check it out, okay? Uh, yeah. 
who's the leader of the show, Spud Goodman is his name. If you want some fun and live, listen to his show. All right, I've heard enough. How about you? Yeah, that was enough for me. Yeah. All right, once again, Hail Mary. Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Debo with you on the Spud Goodman Show. All right, welcome back. This is, uh, what, the last bunch of highlights uh, from interviews over the last couple of years? Why don't we lead off this time with Cheech Marin, who, by the way, is a really, really smart dude. A former winner of Celebrity Jeopardy, for the record. So that kind of, you know, contradicts any evidence about pot making you stupid. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then let's go with his partner, Tommy Chong, who is a friend of the show. He's been on, I don't know, two, three, whatever times. Uh, then uh, I was thinking Jim Gaffigan, for sure. Oh, good, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Thomas Lennon. As you know, how much I still love Reno 911. I know, you're a big fan. <sighs> After him, how about the Roastmaster himself? We, got, we, we still got to... Get him in this thing. Sure. Uh, Jeff Ross. And let's finish up the highlights with one of my favorite, if not my number one favorite guest, Mr. J.B. Smoove. Well, I tell you, I could not have picked a stronger lineup myself. If I remember you. right, your conversation with J.B. continued on after the show, Yeah, right? you know, I, I kept asking him questions for another couple hours on the phone. That it, is incredible. Yeah, I, I know, I yeah. know, I know. And every time I thought he was going to, like, hang up on me, I asked another question, and he kept on talking. That man is a world-class conversationalist. You know, my, my wife won't let me watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It, it makes her uncomfortable. Uh, seriously, seriously, uh, that would be grounds for divorce for me. Okay, roll the clips, please. Okay. Are you serious? That's what she said? That's, yeah. <laughs> More like what it is. What it is. All right, there you go. Um, 
So the country finally, in my opinion, is obvious, uh, seems to be coming around to the basic premise uh, of Cheech and Chong have promoted from the beginning, i.e. marijuana use should not be a criminal yeah. offense. Well, there are like five states right. in the District of Columbia now on board. Do you, do you think the red states down south will ever acknowledge a common sense approach to this topic? You, uh, eventually, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like an avalanche, you know, it's like we have what, what three more, four more states uh, mm-hmm. approved it this last election. And uh, it's just going to be, it's going to reach a critical mass. It's like 30-something states have medical marijuana, and then then like now five or six have for for recreational use. And this is going to, you know, it's going to, you know, there's going to be a tipping point, and it'll happen fast. Maybe in the next, in the 16 election, uh, I think it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Tommy Chong. Yeah. And, it's, and Seattle is leading the way, or Washington is. Well, yeah, with Washington and Colorado uh, leading the way, do, do you and Cheech feel vindicated for being so far ahead of the curve as far as advocating a more sensible position on the topic of decriminalization? I got. I mean, you got to feel good. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? Uh, you know, we, we go. We're going around telling everybody, na 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 na. We told you so. <laughs> we were right and you were wrong. God, that's no, we good. were. We were. I went to jail because of it. Yes, you, you know, did. Yes, I, you did. Um, and uh, I, so I feel really vindicated, and uh, eventually I will be able to get rid of my uh, felony conviction. Jim Gaffigan. Well, you know. The synopsis is, you know, the show's about balancing your your character's life as a stand-up comedian with being the father of of five kids. So here's my question. As an actual parent of five kids, I was just curious, if you ever had a sit-down with uh, David Koechner and shared notes, as he has five kids too, you know? Yeah, no, well, Koechner, um, when I guest hosted The Late Late Show, he was, uh, you know, I had him as a guest on the show intentionally for that reason. And, uh, you know, there's something, you know, crazy about the concept of having five kids and being a dad that, uh, you know, there's probably no coincidence that Kefner and I are both, you know, losing our hair because it's, it's no small task, but we, we do love it. Well, I don't have five kids, and I'm there, too. Yeah, I I can can see that, definitely. Well, you know, one night uh, David was supposed to call in, but he had to put the kids to bed first, so we got it done afterwards. So, you know, it's priorities. His kids do come first before stupid radio interviews, that's for sure. But, yeah, I can imagine you must have your hands full. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah, no, people always say that. Let's say you got your hands full. And, uh, And it's, you know, it's definitely the case. And, you know, the weird thing is, like, working on this show, we... Thomas Lennon! And then there's a slight chance that one of them will get made. All right, super. Well, all right, I just wrote that down. All right, prepare for my closing cliche-ridden finale here. Um, and here, here, here we go. Uh, what has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? Uh, this is a very easy, hands down, no question. Uh, I was in a movie called I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, Paul Rudd and I were actually nominated for an MTV Award for Best Kiss, which was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at the opening night of that film, and uh, I brought with me my friend Weird Al Yankovic, who's one of my best friends. Oh, and super. And the band Rush appears in the film uh, I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. So that night, uh, at that party, Weird Al Yankovic introduced me to Geddy Lee, lead singer of Rush, and I've never in my life felt more positive like I had made it. It's probably the happiest I've ever been other than the birth of my son. 
I think there's many uh, staff members that work on our show that would be uh, yeah, Jeff Ross. That we're in. So let me ask you this. You're considered the very best at the art form of the comedy roast. I mean, it would not be an official roast without your presence. That's that, that's my opinion, and that's pretty much fact. Thank so, you. yes. Have you given any thought to maybe uh, being a visiting professor at a university to teach this so, this skill set maybe to aspiring young comedians? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I've spoken, I think, at Yale, NYU, um, UCLA, and I've written a book about roasting. So somehow this has become uh, more than just something that I do. Uh, it's a movement. People are roasting their friends and family at special occasions, and uh, uh, I think roasting is our new national pastime. So you might be like maybe be partially responsible some, for some domestic violence situations? I had no idea. No, no. If anything, it diffuses those sorts of things. Oh, okay, all right. That's uh, right. I only roast the ones I love. All right, there you go. All right. Um, so let me ask you, this is a little off topic, but what's your take on J.B. Smooth. I'm always thinking how to, how to make something better, see? Well, you, you, you are. I just, did, I, I just did that. And let's talk about New York here. You currently have a cable show on the Madison Square Garden Network in New York titled Four Courses. So I wanted to ask you, you get paid to do a show and get free four-course meals. So listen listen to this now. If you can keep that on the air for like the next 10, 15 years, do you realize how much money you're going to save in groceries with the leftovers for lunch? And all you'd have to buy is cereal for breakfast. You do that show like seven days a week, right? You're damn right I do. And that, if, if you think I'm not thinking about that when I'm signing a contract to do that damn show, yeah. you're sadly mistaken. I'm telling you something right now. That's the first thing I thought about. The first thing I thought about was free meals. That's the first thing on my radar. Sure, I want, I want my damn check, too, when I finish working. Of course, on my damn check. But the first thing, the second thing I think about is that damn food. You understand? And and don't think I don't walk in there with Tupperware. I walk in there with Tupperware. I wrap stuff up with aluminum foil. I take stuff home. You understand? Home with me. I bring a cooler. I pack food up that's left over. You understand? You know, they, they call me the Leftover King. That's, a, that's another nickname of mine. The Leftover King. Leftover King, all right. You know what I'm saying? Super. The Leftover King. The Doggy Bag Man, okay? All right, okay? all right. Now, now, they say Doggy Bag, but who, I mean, how many people actually give their food to their damn dog? They call it a Doggy Bag, but most people eat the damn food their damn self. You understand? Not the freaking restaurants that you're doing your shows at. They ain't no dogs aren't eating that stuff. That's good. That's gourmet food. Come that's on, that's, that's gourmet stuff. Yeah. That's stuff that a chef makes with, with a smidgen of this. And, and 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 drizzling. You heard the word drizzle used anywhere else? No. Except for rain? No. They drizzle they drizzle ingredients into into on top of food. So you, that's that's culinary lingo right there. I'm giving you. I know, and you're not you're not doing these things at Denny. So you are going to like the really posh places in. in- this is the Spud Goodman Radio Show second anniversary special. A two-year anniversary special. I guess Spud Goodman has a two-year anniversary show. All I can think of is saying is, so, nothing against him, but his show basically blows. Maybe a few highs, and then you are left with the many lows. Do I sound like a disgruntled and bitter foe? Well, after my poems have been bumped week after week on this sad excuse for a radio show, I now would prefer to see Spud Goodman be strung up by his toes. And if he died from this, well, that's the way it goes. So if anyone cares, Spud Goodman has a two-year anniversary show. The end. Uh, 
I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. My, how time flies. I very, very seldom second guess myself, but now that this thing is about over, mm -hmm. I cannot help but think of all the guests we were not able to fit into this thing. Oh, uh, you know, but I'm sure those guests, they'll understand that we had time constraints. We can't fit everyone in. I know, but I'd be pissed if I wasn't, you know, included. I, I mean, it's not exactly like we're NPR or some big-time radio network. Well... <laughs> Yeah. Getting bumped by a little show like ours would probably hurt a lot more. I'm just, you know, it's just my take. And it's going to be a bit awkward when they come back on the show and I have to make up some excuse why they didn't make the cut. Like Jamie Kennedy or, yeah. or Rick Springfield. Oh, yeah. That's really, really going to be awkward if I have to interview them again. Well, you know, we can always just hope they don't find out. Like, I know most stars do pay an agency to track their appearances and mentions in the media, but... Let's hope yeah. they have, maybe they have crappy people working for them. You know, I'm, I'm already thinking of next year's three-year anniversary special. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I might as well just say this right now before we close this thing. I should probably give you a heads up, you know, though you probably probably aren't going to be with us. That's, I guess, the only way I can say it by at that what? time, next year at this time. What? I just, just said it, just whatever. Because, I mean, being a temporary co-host does not mean a job for life. And there's no tenure in the radio business. Oh. <laughs> First off, Gina, that's not funny. And secondly, Spud, it's temporary permanent co-host. That's a key thing that you always leave out. I want you to be accurate. And I'll tell you something else. I'm pretty confident that I will be around here for a very long time or until I'm given my own radio You're show. Your own show, my seriously. Own, my own radio show. Are we talking about broadcasting from your basement on your laptop? No. Who, who, who are you going to interview? Uh, your wife? The, the mailman? Your cat? Oh, Spud, we lost our cat Jasper not that long ago, so please huh? respect his memory. Yeah, okay, fine. fine. I, 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 do, I did hear you say that. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we sort of have a shrine to him uh, in our back porch area, and I'll tell you, he really loved his cat toys, so the wife and kids built a mini mausoleum, and he's interned there with every last toy he ever played with, even the scratching post. The scratching post, too? Yes. Wow. Well, Charlie, don't surf! You know, I know you do love cats, and, and Jasper passed, I think, what, right? A couple days before I interviewed Mark Marin. It was, yeah. Um, I probably, now looking back, should have let you maybe ask him a cat question. Oh, that would have been so cool. You know, when you interview him again, maybe I could jump in when the subject of cats is brought up, because, boy, he does love his cats, too. Yeah, there's no doubt about that one. Um, well, we'll see, okay? okay. I, I would rather not, though, you know... Bring him down with you talking about your cat dying. Oh, you know, you know, celebrities don't like being bummed out. You know about other people's sad stories. No, yeah, no, I, I get that. It, listen, maybe I could email him sometime, and then we could chat about our cats and, well, and what they've. You know, they've given so much to us in terms of our quality of life. We could yeah, discuss that in email. I, I don't know about that, but all right. Um, well, I, I doubt if I'm, that's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. Okay, oh, oh. I need to close this this gala special right now. Though. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, hail Mary. Show me how to say to make this right 
don't know how it all belongs to you out of touch and running out of time the day has come to pay for what we've used and if I wait for you I'm gonna drown Goodman Radio Show. No more a waste of your time than other vacuous programs currently on the air. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pikes. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Hey, uh, uh, Spud, Spud I, I know I know the show's over, but I, I wanted to say I, I just Not got a. Quite, I don't I've think. been thinking about what you said about my cat Jasper, and I got a text from my wife Rachel, and yeah. she asked. She's upset because we talked about him. Yeah. She wants to know: Would you be willing to dedicate this second anniversary show to the memory of our cat Jasper? Say what? Um. Well, probably not. Well, Spud, it would mean a lot to her. I, I promise you. It yeah, would, it I, would mean, I know, but it would, it would help me out. Hell no, you can't. It, well, it, 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 listen. What if we say you? You could say to Jasper, you were loved, and you were the cat's meow. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. 
All right, uh, if we're not off, oh. we should have been off by now. So, sayonara. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence. And welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. This is the two-year anniversary show, I gotta add. I gotta say, and you know, to celebrate that we got tonight, my predecessor, the first host of the Post Show Report is Ms. Ivy Quinn. Hi. Hey, Ivy. It's great to have you with us here on this special show tonight. You know what? I got all of my errands done today, caught up on my reading, so why not drop by and help out, right? I have to say, I've listened to a few recent shows, and I can pick up that you still have a little bit of a problem with uh, <clears throat> overly ambitious support stuff. Hey. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe I can lend a hand on that issue while I'm here. Um, seriously, Lawrence is the leader of the show. Now, you have to be firm and consistent because in broadcasting, just about everyone around you, even the janitor of this building, thinks he can do your job. Yeah. You need to squash those weasels before they do you harm. Do you follow me? Hey, now, hold on. I know you were referring to me, and I resent the accusation that I am a threat to those around me. Sure, I have hopes and dreams like everyone else. I mean, do I want to spend my entire career being the guy who introduces Spud's interview highlights? Yes. Hell no. Yeah. Super. But I am very respectful in my attempts to further my career. I don't know about (laughs) that. I mean, you know, uh, I got to thank you for bringing this up, because, you know, this is the two-year anniversary of the Spud Goodman Show, you know, right? And yeah, I've been a host for what, like eight, nine months, something like that, since you took mm-hmm. your sabbatical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now lately, you know, I've been feeling somewhat threatened by these rather a- aggressive ambitions of some of the people Come here, on. and I'm not uh, going to name any names or nothing like that. You know what? That's what I'm here for. It is lonely at the top, Lawrence. I know when I got home from doing doing the show, it was generally a fifth of Jameson night, if you know what I mean. Stress will eat you alive. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, I, I can't really drink because, you know, I'm on parole and all oh. that, you know. So, you know what I've Super. done? I went the sweet route instead because, you know, when I'm feeling a little bit of fried and burnt out, uh-huh. I tend to crack open a big box of peanut brittle. Uh-huh. But, you know what? It doesn't work and the migraines start coming up. Uh-huh. So, you know what? I got to go to a can of frosting. I'll have a full can of frosting. It's a little sugar high there, but, you know, it's going to have to do it for now. Poor thing. Uh-huh. I enjoy peanut brittle, but uh, should we say hey to our panel? Yeah. Um, hello. Yeah. I haven't even been formally introduced yet. 
Okay, that's Derek. He does the highlights. Now, now, so uh, we got Dave here on the soundboard. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence, and good evening, Ivy. Hi. Uh, it's nice and, to have you, uh, Derek. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, him too. Thanks, and, Dave. Uh, and Eric, uh, I mean, we got our uh, engineer Mike. Mike, we appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, thanks again. My pleasure. Yeah, and then, of course, we got our two ex interns. Now we got Anna and Trent here in the studio with us. You know, we're gonna come up with job titles for you guys here. I don't know, you know, but we're glad to have you since you graduated and all. I am wondering why you guys are still here. Take it from me, there is life after the show. Because we're just fine when you leave. Yeah, yeah, but not. We're not asking you to go. We're not trying to push you out the door. I mean, uh, who's gonna answer the phones and make sure Spud's got that chilled Pepto-Bismol and all? You know, I could do the duties of both of these two and still do my job no problem i mean no offense you guys mm. like i said lawrence watch out remember first they came for the interns and you said nothing then uh, they I, came i hear you i know where you're going i know okay. where you're going i'm all on right. it all right all right okay well all right let's do some music here first we're gonna start with the chairman of the board frank sinatra with the way you look tonight and then we have a fine band from portland oregon that is starting to take off the shivas with swimming with sharks Dave, hit Pillay, please. Someday, when I'm awfully low, when the world is cold, I will feel a glow just thinking of you In the way you look tonight Yes, you're lovely With your smile so warm And your cheeks so soft there is nothing for me but to love you And the way you look tonight With each word your tenderness grows Tearing my fear Apart And that lie Wrinkles your nose Touches my foolish heart Lovely Never, never change Keep that breathless charm won't you please arrange it Cause I love you Just the way you look tonight Touches my foolish heart Lovely 
Don't you ever change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause I love you Just the way you look tonight Just the way
All right, for our anniversary special here, we got in the studio with us here. Hail Mary, how y'all doing tonight? Good, thank you. Nice, nice. super. Very good. All right, now, now, Mary, you look a little badass to me. You know, uh, you know, you've done a little time. You've been in lockup. You know, you gotta be straight with me. Uh, not not a lot of time. No, not a lot of time. Just a, oh, just a week wee here, bit of, week there. We are just deal. little bits and pieces. <laughs> it all adds up when you add it up together, right? True. All yeah. right. Yeah. Nice. If, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to know what you guys think of all the new streaming services because that seems to be like the future. Um, commercial radio's dying. And are these new companies treating you right? Well, that's a tough one because I've got to admit, I accidentally use them from time to time, but they do rip artists off. So. Mm. I don't. Well, I don't have any of my music on any. So Satan. Interesting. <laughs> we've got. We've got controversy brewing tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Super. Watch um, so now, now, what are the musicians that shape the sound of Hail Mary that you guys got? So tonight, thank you for asking, because tonight I have two of the Seattle best, maybe the universe's best. I have Derek Tran from Wind Burial and Patrick Galactic, formerly of Death by Stars, and now of. The galaxies, so <laughs> of Patrick Galactic. Of Patrick Galactic. Yeah, and they both. You guys have all shaped, uh, shared your presence here on the Spud Goodman Show. Nice, nice to have you all back. Hey, uh, Lawrence, can I jump in here uh, as a musician myself? I wanted to know how come you don't let the drummer do a solo? I mean, people love drum solos. I wanted him to, but he refused. Yeah, I don't know. That's that is about. not super. Sorry, <laughs> Derek. That's just the way it goes, man. He took a solid <laughs> oath. What are your long-term goals besides adding more drum solos? Um, definitely adding more drum solos. I, I just like to make music, so I just want to keep it simple and keep writing from my heart and playing it for people, and uh, hopefully people keep listening. If it's from the heart, they'll listen, that's for sure. So now, what's the last thing you're going to play for us tonight? The song is called Damned. All right, Hail Mary. Take your little book and pray for me You know that I'm down Never wanted much just to be free And only take what's fair i 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. What we got going for us? Uh, for the first round, what we got going for us, Dad? So for the uh, first uh, round of highlights, we have um, Spud's interview with Mark Marin, And in this clip, now this is something interesting. I think this might be somehow tied to why I'm not advancing in my career at the Spud Goodman Show. He talks to Spud about how he's a cat person, and I'm a cat person too, but Spud's a dog person. I think that because I'm a cat person, I'm being held down. You would go with that, right? No, well, I guess I was transferring my own personal perspective. Um, well, you're a well-known cat lover, so my question is this. Could you coexist well with a dog lover like myself, like if we were neighbors? And could we find common ground, or would it be like a, a Shia-Sunni deal? Uh, it certainly wouldn't be that bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to come over and behead you because of your dog. Good to know. Or behead your dog. All right. Um, the, uh, the, the... The uh, no, I you know I grew up with dogs. I mean, you know, I was surrounded by dogs most of my life. My neighbor has dogs. Uh, the one on, on the uh, the one side of me, and the other guy's had a cat. I, I got no beef with dogs. I mean, even on the podcast, sometimes you can hear his dog. He makes an appearance sometimes. Right. Well, I feel I could overcome my entrenched belief system and learn to love cats. You know, under the right circumstances, like if you threw some decent barbecues or something. So, I mean, I'm open to it. So I just want to throw that out. But all right. Um, so well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, cats are not gonna. They're not that demanding. So good you point. Know, you know, they, they don't have the same expectations. Good I think point. that's one of the reasons people have a hard time with cats is they don't really care uh, whether you care about them or not. Um, yeah, not like uh, relationships with uh, actual people. You guys, that's it. He said it right there. So you know what's weird, I need Derek? to throw a sweet barbecue and invite Spud, and then I will start advancing. You know what's Super. weird, though, Derek? What, what's strange? I used to think I didn't like cats, and I realized, that's wrong. Cats are great. I don't like cat people. So it explains a lot to me. Oh. Oh, so Is, so is that where this is going? I, I think people. that may be it. You hate cat people. Um, not all cat people... Some ones that are like kind of passive aggressive and overly wow. bearded, maybe wow. that because it's not all cat people, yeah. Because, because actually, you know, going. Uh, a right. cat is an appliance. If your home or business is infested with vermin, you get a cat. People that are into cats are a little creepy. Hey, no, that's that's not entirely true, okay? I've, I mean, I've met some creepy cat people, but me personally, Super. I think I'm a perfectly perfectly decent cat person. What do you do if your area is infested with a cat person? What do you get then? Wait, lots of cat people? Uh, yeah, then you're going to have to get like uh, like a mountain lion or something, I guess. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's like a bazooka style that's of like cats a, right there. Super? That's, a, right. that's a big cat. I think I could get along with that. Super. <laughs> Let's do some more music here. We're going to lead off uh, with one of the all-time great rock and roll bands. We're talking the Ramones with We're a Happy Family. And after the Ramones, we have a talented duo from Portland, Oregon, who performed live on Spud's show last year, Aaron Carter and Jonathan Trawick with Walk Along John off their Deep End Sessions release.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Dick, you got that kitty stuff out of your system there? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, for the for the sake of the show, I'm going to let what Ivy said go. I'm going to forgive her for now. Are you going to put your claws away? Yes. Yeah. Super. Wow. Very funny. I'm going to move on to the next <laughs> highlight here. It's Gilbert Gottfried. And uh, I'm thinking about, you know, taking up, uh, taking up his advice here. He has some really good points in this interview question, uh, talking about his frugality with Spud. 
So another part of your legendary status has been your well-documented supposed frugality. I mean, some of your fellow comics have described you as the cheapest comic on the face of the earth. Any truth to this? Um, uh, no, not at all. I'm, I'm very, very generous. And, okay. Um, I'm not getting charged for this call, am I? No, no, it's, it's on our dime. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't actually go into fast food places and grab like a month's supply of free ketchup packs, do you? Uh, no. I grabbed two months. Okay, there you uh, go. One month, uh, it wouldn't be worth the trip. Well, okay, all right, super. I don't know where he's coming from. I got to tell you, having been in the joint, you got to save it. When I'm making a dollar for every show that I do here, I got to figure out how to stretch that dollar. It's not easy. I could help you out. Oh, you can't wait. What you can do for me? You know what? I'll take you shopping. Really? Yeah. Now, you can take me to some nice places. Now, not at McDonald's because, you know, I'm kind of burnt out on that. What I'll do also is I will make you some home-cooked meals. Nice. And you can Tupperware it up. Yeah, I get some good Tupperware from the dollar do store. Do you have a good freezer? No, I, um, I have a bad freezer. It's a freezer. It's like a little foot, one foot, and it's got like a thick wall of ice around it. I can only fit a candy bar in there. Oh. But you know, if you give me if you give me that candy bar, I'll take that candy bar. If you want, I will it to definitely me, get you I'm that really candy bar. Hungry. Or I'll make meatloaf the size of candy bar. It'll be like single serving portion. Oh, I'll take that. Oh, that sounds good. I'm just using making my mouth water here. Oh man. Well, you know what? All right, super. I'm a drool here. I'm so I'm getting crazy hungry here. I'm gonna go. I need a distraction. Let's do some music here. Um, we're gonna begin with Olympia recording artist Afrock with True, and then a classic from way back. I got you by the Split Ends. In an age when we. Have- it's often hard to hold on to the moment That stays as opponents We fam, not opponents of a smile Or a handshake is always a bonus They wanna clone us, but I can't be copied They may have me in the corner, but they can't drop me They try to block my path, but can't stop me Got too much to say and do it, I am not stopping World getting worse with each minute passing Have a duty to fulfill, live life with passion As a man first, all the second priorities Enjoy my family, smile and life, see so much more to me Than the fame when the whole world know my name They will say Afro blue, but he stayed the same. Be true, focus on the future and the present. Connect. I represent, I represent you, I represent we, I represent true. Got a lot to say, but not much time to do. I got a lot to say, but not much time to do. When I represent, I represent you, I represent we, I represent true. Got a lot to say, but not much time to do. I got a lot to say, but not much time to do. On the streets, guns burst More bodies fall over here than they do over there Crime everywhere We killing the king's dream We making the same song, singing the same thing I gotta be honest, I make music for more than just me Been hard not to sell my soul, trust me When the money below, I still write truth Even though I could blow tomorrow, I still stay true Cause God gon' give it to me when he's good and ready Meantime, put a hand up and hold steady The load I bear is heavy, but it's all worth it It's just the beginning and I ain't even scratched the surface Travel the globe just to share life Purpose, a lot of work to do, steadfast, can't fight nervous Speak loud if your voice ain't heard through the crowd One day the world will know what I'm talking about I represent you, I represent we, I represent true Got a lot to say, but not much time to do I got a lot to say, but not much time to do When I represent I, I represent you, I represent we, I represent true Got a lot to say, but not much time to do I got a lot to say, but not much time to do True, it's I 
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, guys, sitting here reflecting, in the two years that we've been on the air here, we've had a lot of like good experiences with guests and everything. And, you know, the interviews have been really positive and stuff, I feel like. But, you know, not everything is always cats and ketchup packets, as we're about to find out in this next clip with George Lopez. We find out that sometimes two people just don't get along. Huh. Weird. I mean, the thing, I guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive, maybe within the industry, I mean, you, you don't exactly uh, bite your tongue. And I, I mean, a lot of people just, you know, kiss ass and just and, and don't say anything. But, you know, you, you had your own show and you obviously chose to go another route. I heard, I'd heard Leno was a little pissed that you had called him out about that. But, you know, I would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers. Well, you know, I had no negative feedback. Listen, Jay Leno is his own person. If he's upset, I wouldn't. Listen, if somebody talked about me like that, I'd be upset, to be honest. So, uh, you know, I haven't received a call from him. If he calls, we'll talk. If he doesn't, we won't talk. But uh, I, I don't, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no, there's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and I don't like him, but that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Yeah. Yeah, that does happen in service sometimes. You know, kind of like the the Rice Krispies elves. They wanted to get they wanted to get the the uh, the what Tony Tiger's gig, the Frosted Flakes thing, but. Really? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, so they've always super. been his rivalry ever since. I don't know. It's See, I knew they had beef with the Keebler elves, but I had no idea about the thing with Tony. Wow. Yeah, I heard, that, that, was, I heard that was a zoning thing with them and the Keebler elves. Uh, oh, they, they were both after the same tree factory. Yeah, if, oh, if, I'll, if, I'll you, if you've ever studied the history of Kellogg's, all of their mascots just they do not get along. That's yeah. a shame. That that yeah. didn't surprise me at all. But you know what? I want to know why don't they put black elves on the Cocoa Krispies? Because they've got the white elves on the rice krispies and the cocoa krispies, don't you think? Well, they you know, actually, you think on? they should probably be krispies. That just kind of makes sense. Wow. All right. But what about? Yeah. So there's all sorts of crazy things going on on Kellogg's. We got. We got to maybe send out some people to investigate that whole business. It's a uh, I, I, do I, it. I, uh, I could do that assignment. I think we should send the Kool Aid Man. Oh, the crash through there? He gets done. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. guy he didn't mess around. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's do some more music. What do you think, y'all? Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. Let's go with a band from Austin, Texas. This band is called The Ugly Beats, and they got a song called Brand New Day. And then we'll have something from a guy who performed on Spud's show a few months back, Wes Spate. This song we're going to play is titled You've Lost Your Touch. Nothing goes unseen 
Fish in the sea That wanna 
without no work to do Come back to me and let me lay you down Sing to you, satisfy your sound Derek has been bringing it with these highlights tonight. I think we ought to just throw one more in there. I've I've got one more for you guys if you want. I prepared it just in case. I was trying to get a feel for how the show was going, so I brought in a couple extras, and if we've got time for one more, we can do it. Yeah, well, you know what? In this little zone of yours where you shine with the highlights specifically, you're rocking it. That's why I say mm-hmm. you stick to the highlights because that's what you're really good with. I, I get you that, know and you know, I just, I just feel right, super. I'm meant for so much more. But for now, let's get to this uh, highlight. And in this highlight, it's actually one that I remember us having a conversation, Lawrence. We talked about getting you a gig kind of like this, and I know you were getting really hungry, you know, with Ivy talking about her little candy bar-sized meatloaf. Oh, yeah, this this clip's not going to help you get any less hungry, but it's a really good one, so we're going to roll with it. I'm always thinking how to how to make something better. See, well, you, you, you are. I just did, I, I just did that. And, and let's talk about New York. Here, you currently have a cable show on the Madison Square Garden Network in New York, titled Four Courses. So, I wanted to ask you: you get paid to do a show and get free four course meals. So, listen, listen to this now. If you can keep that on the air for like the next 10, 15 years, do you realize how much money you're going to save in groceries with the leftovers for lunch and all? You'd have to buy cereal for breakfast. You do that show like seven days a week, right? You're damn right I do. And that, if, if you think I'm not thinking about that when I'm signing a contract to do that damn show, yeah. you're sadly mistaken. I'm telling you something right now. That's the first thing I thought about. The first thing I thought about was free meals. That's the first thing on my radar. Sure, I want, I want my damn check, too, when I finish working. Of course, on my damn tech. But the first thing, the second thing I think about is that damn food. You understand? And and don't think I don't walk in there with Tupperware. I walk in there with Tupperware. I wrap stuff up with aluminum foil. I take stuff home. You understand? Home with me. I bring a cooler. I pack food up that's left over. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they call me the Leftover King. That's, that's another nickname of mine. The Leftover King. Leftover King. Right. You know what I'm saying? Super. The Leftover King. The Doggy Bag Man. Okay? All right. Okay? All right. Now, now, they say Doggy Bag, but who, I mean, how many people actually give their food to their damn dog? They call it a Doggy Bag, but most people eat the damn food their damn self. You understand? Not the freaking restaurants that you're doing your shows at. They ain't no dogs that aren't eating that stuff. Ooh, that. That's good. That's gourmet food. That's Come on, that's, that's gourmet stuff. Yeah, that's stuff that, that a chef makes with, with a smidgen of this and, and 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 drizzling. You heard the word drizzle used anywhere else? No. Except for rain? No. They drizzle. They drizzle ingredients into into on top of food. So you, that's that's culinary lingo right there. I'm giving you. I know, and you're not you're not doing these things at Denny's. So you are going to like the really posh places in. in- 
I was really hoping they'd have a spread here when I started. I expect to walk in and see a big spread with like filet mignon and big salads with pears in it and stuff like that. And I, you know what I saw? I saw the bottom of a box of Triscuits. That's I think, all I think was we all got here. lured here with that vision. Of, I, I of think nice... there might be a half-eaten bag of Cheetos behind the couch. You think a half-eaten bag? I, I bet you it's only a quarter eaten. Uh, well, it's uh, three quarters eaten. I this th- this th- organization th- is not known for us craft services I, I'm, I'm thinking not i'm thinking not in fact look at that bowl of cereal there with like three three of those cheerios in it and the milk the milk i know is warm and that's yeah. that's well, a with these. Yeah. maybe we maybe. should start a new tradition with it being an anniversary what if we do a potluck we could all like bring in a dish and have a smorgasbord and drizzle stuff uh, yeah let's drizzle something i, I got ketchup let's do that I gotta catch a pack out, just tear it open and drizzle it. That would be very thoughtful. Yeah, and I got a can of spam sitting in the back. As long of my as it cupboard. looks good, like you know, you don't have to say it's ketchup. Hey, if hey, it looks you're good, you're talking to the art forgery, well, ex art forger. I know how to get my artistic flair. He knows how to you present. He knows right. how to plate things, Derek. I've got artistic skills. Don't question that, dude. Don't question no, my. I wasn't questioning. Skills. I'm just. I'm... All right, all right. Well, you know what. Let's do another. Let's do a double play tonight. Right, this is gonna super. be the last one we're gonna do tonight. We're gonna start this off with the uh, something from uh, Screaming Trees. This is ESK. And we have something from the Love production of the Beatles song "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club's Band," and I think you might recognize the tune. <laughs> Burned out Babylon Down and over without a 
This was a good anniversary special. Oh, I really yeah. had fun with it, but you know, it's just about over now. It's about in history. Okay. All right, super. Looks, you know, and and, and Ivy, you know, I got to tell you something. You know, the fact that you took a sabbatical, if if you hadn't taken that sabbatical, I would not have a job here. So you know what? I got to thank you for this oh, opportunity. Oh no, no, no! Here. I mean, it was a tough call, but it's nice to know the show is in such capable right, hands, super. Lawrence. Oh, you really you. seem to have a knack for broadcasting. You know, it, it takes a team. And you to... had no experience before taking the job. That's no. amazing. Well, actually, I got to say, I did do a few shifts on the prison radio station that we had at Pelican Bay. Oh, okay. All right, I got to say, it wasn't a real radio station. It was more like a a PA system that. That you know that we we had in the joint that we we could just play stuff on there, 
and uh, we could make announcements like the trustees and stuff like that. The guards, they would let us play a couple songs here and there because I had this iPod touch that, that cool. I had. But we didn't like have alternative or any indie stuff like that. It was just like classic rock because the Aryans. Aryans, they were a big part of demo, and, and uh, they didn't like hip hop. Bet they didn't like any hip hop. I think I played a Biggie song once, but I got to tell you, there was hell to pay. They didn't. They yeah, didn't like you kind of need to know your audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I really know our audience well. I mean, I get so many emails from listeners telling me how they feel about the poster report. They seldom mention the first hour with Spud, which I find interesting. Anyway, they all seem to want to hear more from the panel and less music. They really, you know, would enjoy hearing more from me. You know, riffing about stuff that's happening in the news. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, uh, Ivy, you know, what, what do you want to do in the near future? What do you, what hmm. are your plans? Because you got that, that, that sabbatical. It's fun stuff. Like, yeah. Are you traveling? Are you like learning a language? Are you gonna golf? Or what are you, what are you gonna do with that? No, I'm not golfing, but I am considering learning the ancient language of the Ethiopians. It's been oh, on wow. my to-do list for years. Ethiopian man, that would be cool. You could like have a conversation with someone who, who could speak that. Yeah. You know, if I ever went on a sabbatical, I would write my autobiography. So many people have told me to sit down and document everything that has gone on in my life. And, you know, as I'm so young, it would probably be, you know, two volumes. Right. It sounds could, like you're giving right. us a diary right now, you know. Yeah, you know, I could do the second one when I go to rest, go to a rest you home know, or something like that. Derek, you're not really that young, but if you want to start a diary, then go for it. Yeah, I almost did that, you know, but I don't think oh, really? get in my business. Yeah, because, you know, I want to know that much about me. Um, you know what? Let me not go into that. I got to thank the panel that we got here, you know, Dave. On the soundboard, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Good job, and Mike. Good job, you too. Uh, you know, thank you for all you do. I appreciate oh, man, it. Man, it's a blast, man. I have a blaster. Uh, we enjoy your Anna Trent, our ex interns from Pierce College. You know, you guys got to keep your eyes on the prize. Stay away from that Molly going around. So hot, yeah, man. you got to, you know. I'm still not being paid for this. Yeah. So as we say you get goodbye. What you pay for. We're going to play one last song for you, and it's by the BC-52s from the live-action Flintstones movie, and it's the dance mix of Meet the Flintstones. Good night. All right, good night. Until next week.
Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Hey, uh, you guys, if I if we have a second or two, I would like I would like to say that um, you know what? Never mind. Good night. <laughs>